BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Welcome to the Jesse Blake Sports Report, whether it is your first time here or your last time here or somewhere in between. I appreciate that you are here right now to listen to me be a little disappointed. So the Bills-Dolphins game just finished, and as you can tell by the title of this podcast, that is what we are talking about today And I am a little disappointed in the Miami Dolphins. I thought they were better coming into this. And a lot of credit needs to be given to the Buffalo Bills defense because that is, I think, the shining star today, along with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Diggs had an unreal game, and and Josh Allen was obviously cooking. But the Bills defense, I think the Bills defense is what... We're all going to learn today. It's it's for real. It, we'll, we'll talk about the injuries because the injuries might hold them back a little. But I thought the Miami offense, nothing could stop them at this point. I thought we were at the point with the offense in Miami and Mike McDaniel and everything he's, he's created that nothing was going to stop them for the rest of the season. And, well, at least nothing would stop them in this way where they look a little normal, a little real. Tyreek Hill didn't go off. He had a lot of great catches. That first quarter was unbelievable. A-Chain looks fabulous. Every time he touches it near the goal line, he's in the end zone. Two TDs today. Mostert was nowhere to be found. Tua, Tua was back to his, I wouldn't say old ways, but overthrowing a couple receivers. That interception, only one sack on the entire season. And then this game, he was sacked four times and hit nine times. Also fumbled, and then he recovered it, though. Then there was that interception, as I mentioned. Let's let's do a little, a little bit of a game breakdown. Let's run through some of the game, and then let's talk about the Bills and where they are amongst the best teams in the NFL and then let's talk about the Dolphins as well and where they rank. And remember, I'm recording this before the 4 o'clock games have happened or have been completed. They're in progress right now. And the Sunday night game with the Chiefs and the Jets, we all assume that the Chiefs are going to route the Jets and they're going to be in this conversation too amongst the best teams in the National Football League. And the 49ers are playing right now and they're going to be up big. But this is a Dolphins and Bills conversation. And the Bills own the Dolphins. That's the conclusion here. The Bills flat out own the Dolphins, and they have. They've won the last 10 
of 11 meetings between these two teams. And it's something that the Dolphins have to figure out moving forward. The next time they play is week 18, which is crazy because we'll all be heading to the playoffs. Hopefully, I think these two teams will be in there and that's going to be such a big matchup. But the Dolphins now have to sit here in this mess until they get to that week 18 game and they can enact some revenge. So the game started off with five straight touchdowns. And this is, I didn't expect every possession to be a touchdown and, and it to end 70 to seven and the Dolphins to put up 70 points again. Like I didn't expect that, but this is what I expected at least for a portion of, and that's what we got. And then the Bills shut them down. So five straight touchdowns between the two offenses. It was unreal. There was that catch by Waddle that was double tipped. It was on a second down. It was really great. It was a great play. Um, the two two quarterbacks, they started off perfect. They were both, I think, 12 for 12 combined. It was a great, a great start to the game. And in the middle of the second quarter, you had Christian Benson go down. And that's the Bills' top, one of the Bills' starting cornerbacks. And that was really tough. And I thought, like, okay, there, there's an injury on the field. And Miami's just going to chuck it deep. And and hunt these these cornerbacks that are left on the field, and they didn't really do that. Tyreek, Tyreek wasn't dominant. Tyreek, where he's, he's started that thing where they start him laterally, east to west, and then they get him going up the field. That's a Canadian football thing because in in CFL, for my Canadians who know, and the American and international viewers who don't know, in the CFL, you can get started along the line of scrimmage if you're a wide receiver. You can just run forward before the play starts as long as you're not offside, as long as you don't pass the pass the line of scrimmage. You can just get going before the play starts. And Miami's been doing that east to west where it's legal, but you can't get going north to south, north on the field because um, no point in running south. <laughs> you can't get running uh, north towards the line of scrimmage because it's illegal. But in Canadian football, you can. And They've, they've turned it where he gets running laterally and then he turns as soon as the ball snapped. And it's genius. It's genius. So small pause on that just to admire what Mike McDaniel has done uh, with this offense in the creative ways. But he wasn't dominant. That was the point. Tyreek Hill was not dominant today. And I thought they'd take advantage of it. Like how the Bills started hunting Cater Kohu on the other side of the ball. It was unreal to see because you, you, you see it on the broadcast and you're like, why don't they do this more often? Why don't NFL teams just switch like how NBA teams switch. So on uh, when you're when you're playing offense in the NBA, the the most fun thing that offenses do now is switching. They they switch defend, they switch the offensive player onto the defender that they want so they get the matchup and they if they want to do iso ball, they have the matchup of the defender they want or even if it's not iso, just you're running your plays and now you have the mismatch on the defender. We saw the Bills do this with Kater Kohu where they'd have Diggs switch onto him so that they have the matchup of Kohu and Diggs. It was genius to see, and McDermott deserves all the credit. Also, sidebar, this was the McDee's Bowl. Sean McDermott versus Mike McDaniel, the MCD Bowl, the McDee's Bowl, unbelievable. The switching that McDermott enacted in their offense today, it really helped things having that matchup with Diggs, and we saw so many errors on the defensive side of the Dolphins. So in the middle of the second quarter, Raheem Mostert fumbles, and... That was coming off two straight drives where the Dolphins punted. They, they You start off with those touchdowns, and then you come back with a couple punts, and then now you have this drive starting on the 25. The Bills just scored. They have the momentum right now. You need to score. You need to get back into the game. If they're going to have a shootout, you need to you need to get your guns out and, and participate in the shootout. Raheem Mostert's fumble was so inexcusable. 
he he comes off of a fumble in in one of the previous drives where the Dolphins recovered it and he got away with it, and he has a chain right there next to him trying to steal his job. You fumbled once, you got away with it. You fumbled twice. Why should we trust you? And I feel like McDaniel wants to play A-Chain more. And if he's given any excuse to do it, he's going to do it. And you saw it in this game. And I feel bad for he Mostert because, you know, it's it's your job to start the year. And he's playing so well. And he got all a bunch of TDs in the last game. But A-Chain also got a bunch of TDs. And he, he's been kind of one-upping him because he's a little faster. And he's extremely fast. But... That fumble, that's a backbreaker for him and his roles with the Dolphins. And in terms of the game, like from there, it was such a turning point. There was no, I don't think it was ever close from that point on. The, you know, the Bills got a field goal from that fumble and it directly led to three points on on the Bills side, that fumble by Mostert. And then you come out in the third quarter and there's a great touchdown by Miami. Like great starts at the second half. You get a quick TD and then the Bills come back with a field goal and then the interception by Tua. It was a rough interception because it was overthrown. Like, I, I think there are instances where it's the wide receiver takes a bad route, it's tipped, blah, blah, blah. But I think there's a direct interception that you can blame on the quarterback. And from there, we saw a great bomb to Gabe Davis. Terrific throw by Josh Allen. We saw a fourth and one where the Dolphins decided to throw the ball instead of running it. You know, you have A-Chain, and he's been so great at the goal line. It's this very similar situation. Why not try and run a play with him, get that extra one yard? The Dolphins decide to throw it. It does not go well. Tua gets sacked on that fourth and one, and credit to the Bills' D, as I spoke about. And later in this game, we see Tredavious White go out for the Bills, which is just huge. When you already have one of your starting cornerbacks missing, Tredavious White's probably the best one. And he's coming off uh, an ACL injury, I believe, um, that held, held him out until the final six games of last season. And he played those, and he was fantastic in the playoffs. And then he comes this season, you know, back healthy after missing all of that time previously. They're saying they're saying it's some some sort of Achilles injury. They don't have the final reports yet about what he has but it looks like a terrible Achilles injury and you any non-contact injury is so devastating when you see an NFL player just running or making a move and nobody touches them and they come up limping that is never a good sign and Tredavious White is one of their best cornerbacks as I said and having him out is just it's going to be rough for the Bills Tony Romo said something interesting towards the end of the game when he was talking about how the regular season is all just a marathon to get ready for the final weeks of the season so that you're peaking in weeks 15, 16, 17, and 18. And then going into the playoffs, you're playing your best football. That's what the regular season is about. It's, it's you got to rack up enough wins to get into the playoffs, obviously, and you want things like home field advantage and, and you want to stay healthy. But you need to be playing your best football come week 18. That's what's important when you're getting your team ready for the playoffs and when you're a good team and you're competing for the Super Bowl, when you have Super Bowl expectations, that's what it's about. Not You're not trying to be the best team in week three. And it, it's so interesting to watch these first four weeks and reacting to them and, and trying to, to place where these teams are because all of this is going to fluctuate. And right now I'm looking, I'm looking at the teams and I say, okay, we have the 49ers, we have the Eagles, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Ravens, 
and the Lions. There's seven really good teams. It, teams like the Bengals have have fallen so far. It's it's so interesting to see. And like the Vikings, I don't believe in the Vikings, even though they have so many weapons. But those seven teams, they're in they're in the conversation. They're in the conversation for, for hey, this could be the Super Bowl champion at the end of this. And obviously, because it's such a long season that you're going to get teams that fall in and out and you're going to get teams that that emerge and enter that conversation but those those seven teams are, are going to be fascinating to watch in the next couple of weeks because i think there's a serious shot that the bills defense could be so much better than we think it is and that that could be holding them that 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 combined with Josh Allen playing his best football could leave lead the bills to finally finally winning a super bowl the dolphins are probably dropping very hard to the bottom of that tier because of what we saw today in this game. The defense isn't there for them, and the offense is stoppable. If you get to the quarterback, if you get to Tua, it's going to lead some to some problems for the Dolphins. And when he's rushing his throws, it's not great. It doesn't. It doesn't look clean. It doesn't look like that spectacular Randy Moss Brady offense that we were comparing them to. It doesn't look like the greatest show on turf. I heard. I heard the phrase "the greatest show on surf" is what is what they called. Uh, they were calling the Dolphins. We gotta. We gotta rescind all that right now. But that can all come back. That's the thing about the the NFL regular season. All of that can come back. But right now, we gotta rescind the title of the greatest show on surf and leave the greatest show on turf alone on 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 their own on their own Mount Rushmore. I think the Eagles and the 49ers are at the top of that tier because they're in a class of their own right now in the NFC. The Lions are so interesting because you have a team and you're like, okay, they haven't done it before, so we we don't know if they can do it, but they've been hot since last season. They've been hot since starting slow last season. They've been great and there's a lot of pieces of the pieces that have come in and out, but the Lions could be really good and the Ravens the Ravens went up against the best defense in the National Football League and the Cleveland Browns, and and they showed them that, hey, you got holes too, so you always can't count out them with Lamar and the way that offense is rolling. Lamar looks fantastic. At the end of the day, I'm happy for Bills fans because all the talk all offseason was about the Bills' window closing, and it's a good reminder that the Bills are one of the best teams in the league. They're not really going anywhere. Their their window is still wide open because they have Josh Allen, a terrific defense, and Stefan Diggs and Gabe Dave looks to be emerging in, in his long bomb role. Like the Bills are good and they're gonna be good for a little bit while longer here. And they're definitely a Super Bowl contender. And I'm happy that Bills Mafia gets to continue this window of possible Super Bowl success one of these days. And in terms of what's happening, where I tell you what's happening on STPN and you tell me what's happening in your life, I just want to shout out all of you who I saw in person at on Friday in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, at the course and the clubhouse. It was so great. We had a Steve Dangle podcast live event. It was so great meeting. You can watch back our live event on YouTube or on the Steve Dangle podcast um, podcast feed. Search that up on your favorite podcast app or go to youtube.com slash SDPN and you can see it all there. The show was so much fun. And the thing you don't see in the show uh, when you watch back that video or listen back to it um, is the time we spent afterwards meeting all of you and how amazing were you were to take pictures with and shake hands and the few of you who brought gifts. It was it's so much fun putting a face to the 
the you know the view counter or the listener number that you get pumped out of Spotify or Apple or on YouTube and there's actual people on the other end of the screen of of the internet watching this back and it's always great meeting you guys and it's an incredible experience and it's so cool and I hope we get to do so many more of that in the next little bit. So yeah, that's it for me today. That's the Jesse Blake Sports Report brought to you by Jesse Blake and the fine folks at SDPN. I am your host, Jesse Blake. Uh, thank you for being here. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you'll be listening or watching this right now. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you for coming out and seeing us live. That is it. Good night from Toronto. And that is how it's done. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at all.